Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are Movies. As always, I'm Johnny Mockney, and if you can't tell, I'm a little sick right now, so I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet. Just telling you that uh, this episode was recorded with a very funny comic named Devron Thomas from Grand Rapids. Uh, Dev and I had talked uh, for a little while about having him on the podcast and um, deciding what movie to cover, and uh, he ended up deciding on Major Pain, uh, the classic Damon Wayans comedy. Um, as always, we spoiled the movie, so I highly recommend going to watch it before you're coming back and listening to this. And also, per usual, we head down a few rabbit holes and stray away from the film uh, and uh, cover a lot of ground, um, as usually is the case when you talk to uh, great comics and thinkers like Dev. So uh, without any further ado, please enjoy um, this very militant episode of We Are Movies. We, uh, we talked about this a little while ago, and uh, I think it took you, it took a couple days, and then you texted me and went major pain, like it was the first thing. Yeah. Uh, so it, 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 it took you a minute. Uh, do you have, do you, would you consider yourself a movie guy or like moderate? For sure. or like, um, I say, you, you know, Alex Plakowski. Yeah. I'm getting to movie debates a lot. And I would say he's a bigger movie guy than me. Don't tell him I said that, but like, um, <laughs> yeah, I say I, I would consider myself a movie guy, even if this movie isn't a good example of that. <laughs> Well, when you say that you get into debates a lot, does that mean that do you guys have opposing opinions most of the time? Or? Not necessarily even opposing opinions. It's more like just we're we're fighting for movie knowledge. It's mo- it's more like trivia, you know? Yeah. yeah. Who knows uh, the most? Okay. As far as movies, the good, I think we're pretty in alignment there, you know? Like this yeah. was what's 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 criterion collection and what's not. <laughs> yeah, there's degrees. There's like what's Kino, what's Criterion, and then what's everything below that kind With of Capex, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's Shout Factory or something? <laughs> um <laughs> Sharknado uh, Seven. Yeah, yeah. Um Which is part of the Criterion. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do think that I don't know if you feel this way. Like sometimes, you know, if if you want to say you love a movie and it maybe it's a movie like Major Pain, maybe it's kind of like a like a mainstream comedy from the nineties or something. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like that holds more value when you do have greater knowledge of movies, you know, it's yeah. like, I know it's good. I've seen citizen Kane and I still think that this movie's great, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, it was more so, you know what that was? It was a personal connection. It's not yes. necessarily, you know, like the world's association with it. It's a personal connection. I grew up watching major pain a ton, you know, yeah. just one of those movies. If I had to put it up there, like my top three, if you asked me my top three when I was when I was coming up, I would have been like, oh, man, uh, The Mask, uh, Major <laughs> Pain, and a Goofy movie. You know, like that oh, would have yeah. been. <laughs> <laughs> I was a man of art. I, I was I was like Basquiat to me. <laughs> All starring great stand-up comics, too. Yeah, exactly. Jim Carrey, hey, Who knew? Wins. I didn't even think about that. And, and Pauly Shore in a Goofy movie. You got <laughs> Yeah. Um, were you uh it great you... for Polly, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. That was, it was it was a really liberal use of the word great there. Uh, <laughs> but do you uh were you specifically attracted to comedies growing up? Yeah, in a weird way. I really was big on them. I was big into kung fu movies. Oh yeah. And and comedy. And if you could fuse those two, like if you could do a good action comedy, I was like, oh, this is 
This is everything, yeah. you know? That's why Rush Hour was such a classic for me. Yeah, yeah. Rush Hour was just like, I, I watched it again recently. Uh, and it's just like, you think about like what a cultural, uh, you know, bomb that was. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but Chris Tucker to just be like, I want to do a movie with Jackie Chan. And I'm like, yeah, yeah okay. you're like the biggest star right now. You do whatever <laughs> you want. I love that the ads for that movie at the time were like the fastest hands in the East meet the fastest mouth in the West, <laughs> which wasn't wrong. Which no, wasn't not wrong. wrong. Not wrong at all. And uh, even even with the Kung Fu movies, I would say I gravitated a lot more to like Drunken Master and stuff. Yeah, the ones that were comedic, you know. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a, you know hard boiled. Uh, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, you know the John Woo movies. John Woo movies. People shooting yeah, two I guns at once. Made me love dubs. Face off. Actually, you know what? Yeah. Change that top three. Face off would have been up there too. I found well, it funny. Yeah. No, face off is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got what is it? Travolta's delivery when he's like, "Woo wee, you're good looking." Yeah. Like that, that's in my head forever. Just uh, Nick Cage. Just, that was all. Just all of it. Yeah. I was just like, Great. I want to take his face off, uh, but <laughs> I, I, the uh, yeah, the, the the fusion between comedy and action uh, was like really hit a peak in the nineties. Um, yeah, and uh, like you said, yeah, Jackie Chan and his movies coming out of Hong Kong, he he did mix like uh, slapstick with action. Yeah, you know, um, but uh, so for Major Pain. Uh, which I, full disclosure, I had actually never seen this movie before. Um, oh, no, I, I had seen the poster so many times, <laughs> like the posters burned into my memory. I think I saw it at Blockbuster a lot, and I for some reason never watched it. Um, how old were you when you first saw the movie? That's a great question. My memory is just weed is taking so much for me, <laughs> but um, I would say somewhere around like maybe 12, 13. Okay. Yeah. Does it feel like one of those things that's just kind of always been with you? Yeah. 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 One of those ones where I could still remember the VHS case, you know? Yeah. Sliding the movie up and out of it and just all of it. I can remember it so heavily <laughs> that it's just it's just ingrained. But was say, it... The mask, I still saw when I was six. But with Major Pain, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. it had to be like 12, 13. Yeah, it's a good age, too, because it's, uh, you know, it's a, it, it's some understanding. A yeah yeah it's a family friendly movie with a couple hard edges <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh was were you a fan of damon wayans at the time oh yeah all the wayans all yeah. 37 of them like it was just <laughs> i say i didn't know which one was which you know yeah. even even seeing them i was just been like the wayans you know that was it but like man yeah uh damon wayans him i watched the living color a lot yeah probably how i got to like the mask and stuff like that you know and jim right. carrey and all of them uh, so yeah, I was always a big fan. I always knew he was funny. You know, it's funny you say that. I, I, for the longest time, uh, two of the movies I'd seen, I'd say the only Wayne's Brothers movies. It took me a while before I ever watched *In Living Color*. And what I had seen is I'd seen *Scary Movie* and *White Chicks* and *Little Man*. And right, that's not fair. So not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember. I, re I mean, I thought all of those movies were funny growing up, uh, yeah, but I remember I, I didn't scary know. Movie holds up for me. The first one. Scary movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The other two are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't know which one was Sean and which one was Marlon because they were both in all three of those movies and yeah. I saw both of their names in the credits. So I knew one was one and I was like, you know, eight years old. So I didn't know how to <laughs> look it up. So, um, but yeah, I. Had so, to bleed. 
Right, right. Did you ever watch um, uh, My Wife and Kids too? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that was a decent sitcom. That you was know, as far yeah. as sitcoms goes. Like it just, I mean, sitcoms to me, even when I was a kid, I was like, I don't know why I like these. You know? Yeah. Was, like sitcoms, I'm glad that it's kind of a dying thing as far as like, what it went. <laughs> that multi-camera uh, laugh track. Yeah. Until yeah. Malcolm in the Middle, you know. But like, hmm. well, I see that's the first single cam. I think it was one of the first, at least. Yeah. yeah. The first single cam side of sitcom. Yeah, but yeah, uh, stuff like that. Like I was always big into those shows back then. I can't watch a single one of them now unless it's for nostalgia, you know. <laughs> right, right. Martin, yeah, yeah, my wife and kids, Martin and Living Color, not in Living Color, a Living Single. Uh, yeah, Martin in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, say Full House. I mean, a lot of those still kind of hold up in their own ways, though. Too, where it's like you don't see a lot of sitcoms now where they would have the audacity for like the main actor to play multiple roles like Martin Lawrence did, you know, like yeah. usually they don't like that. That is something very much stuck in that time period too. Um, which I assume which, probably came after. Good. Like, it's something should be stuck where they were, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. It's great. But, yeah, it's nice to enjoy it for what it was. You know? Sometimes people say you couldn't make this movie today. And I'm like, great. It's already been made. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't need it again. Uh, but uh, so yeah, major pain. Um, do you was this something that watching it? One of the things that really stuck out to me was like, I feel like this is a movie that Dev probably just quoted a lot. Like, I feel like there's a lot of quotes <laughs> in this movie that you yeah. threw in your regular lexicon. Yeah, I used to yeah. do it at school, I would do like a one, don't you feel dumb? <laughs> Two, look at you. <laughs> I, I actually. <laughs> There are some actual fantastic lines because I, uh, I, I think I wrote down I wrote down my favorite one, um, which a lot of there. There's a lot of movie references. There's like a Cool Hand Luke reference. There's a there's a reference to Apocalypse Now at the beginning that's really funny um, uh, when he's alone in the apartment. Um, but there's like a lot of a lot of his dialogue in general is this sort of like very hyped up version of the uh, the Arlie Ermy character in Full Metal Jacket a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I wrote down my favorite line is, uh, boy, I am two seconds from being on you like white rice on a glass of milk on a paper plate in a snowstorm. I will put my foot so far up your ass, the water on my knee will quench your quench thirst. Your thirst. <laughs> <laughs> that is just that is Three perfect thirst. screenwriting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, I, I and Damon Wayne's performance in the movie is it's it's the death because I'd seen him I you know I, I love Damon Wayne's and so many other things. Um uh The Last Boy Scout was one of my favorite movies growing up. Wow. Um, wow, I can barely remember that, but I do remember that. Yeah. Uh wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. You and he's great in that too. He's he's yep. like a tougher and, and between that and like my wife and kids, I was used to him kind of being like funny, but being playing it mostly straight. Mm -hmm. And um there, there's one other time the the other movie I thought of watching this was the Spike Lee movie Bamboozled, which he's in. Oh, where yeah, yeah. It, in both of these movies, the second he first talks at the beginning, there's like, oh, that's the choice he's gonna make through the whole movie. Yep, <laughs> that's the character. He's decided this is who he is. It's there. He's established it pretty quick. Yes, which is good for any movie, I suppose. Yeah, but, especially yeah, a ninety minute comedy. Yeah. Which is com common back then, you know, the hour and a half comedies or yes. movies in general. But yeah, man, that whole like uh, 
I would say between like uh, Damon and Tiger. Yeah. I loved both of those characters. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow's appearance was great because I was a big wrestling geek back then. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, great fight scene. <laughs> yeah, they say a fight scene. There's a couple great character actors that pop up in this, like uh, the um, the principal of the school, because like obviously, yeah, the plot is like, you know, Major Payne. Uh, he's discharged, uh, and uh, he ends up getting a job at, uh, doing ROTC at this like private uh, boarding school. school yeah. Mil- yeah. And uh, the the dean or the the principal is played by William Hickey. He, he's played as like this really old, uh, senile guy. He's um, <laughs> he's like he's a uh, uh, Uncle Lewis from Christmas Vacation. Like he's in a lot yeah. of those. yeah, yeah. He kind of makes me he makes me think of yeah Uncle Lewis of Christmas Vacation and um, I forget his name. The Fonz and Waterboy. Oh yeah, um, I. The, uh, Henry Winkler's character, Henry Winkler, yeah. yeah, he's a bit like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, he also one. Uh, speaking of movies I watched growing up, William Hickey was the puppet master in the original <laughs> Puppet Master movie. I remember. Really? Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember not liking that movie. Oh, it's not good. No, not because not because <laughs> of that, but because I had a deep, deep like my sister had these like dolls. You send in a picture of yourself, oh. and they make the doll look like you, and it would just sit there with its eyes open. I hated dolls. I had a, a traumatizing experience with the first two Chucky movies. Oh you know? yeah. That's they a terrifying scary. that's a terrifying concept for kids to make a doll that looks like them. That would be too yeah. uncanny, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. when they don't blink, you know. Yeah. And then, so, yeah. and then I think uh my uncle once put a Chucky doll in the closet. It's tied it to a string so when I opened my closet it fell on me. And that <sighs> from there it was like a whole thing. Luckily they made those movies comedies by the third one. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I don't have to fear this anymore. Right, right. But for a good while, the puppet master was up that alley. Anything with dolls, puppets, and uh Yeah. So I wouldn't even remember. I remember there's a the puppet master is the one where they had the one doll that was like leeches in her mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was man. the guy with blades on his hands. Yep. Uh, there's yeah. <laughs> the, the guy who the, the cone-headed big fisted guy. <laughs> yeah, the pinhead guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who somehow beat people to death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I do like, it took me a second and then I was really into the, the Damon Wayans performance. I like that he's introduced in war. He's introduced in a battle scene and it's this badass. like you see him taking out guys and you don't see his face yet. And he gets this great, like heroic introduction. Yeah. They're playing bad to the bone is the music. Bad to the bone. Yeah. Uh, and then right away we get the idea of what kind of guy he is when there's a wounded, uh, a soldier and he helps distract them by breaking his finger. <laughs> yeah, he's like, my leg. It's like, I, I, don't worry, I got you. And snaps his finger. And yeah. He's just like, bet you ain't thinking about your leg anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which uh, is a great like, work sometime. It's a great establishing trait. Like, um, yeah. I say, I think that movie, I think, because I come from a military family, you know. Oh, really? My dad is a Marine. My granddad was in the, you know, Army Ran. So, it's just like, I was supposed to go to the military. I was in ROTC, you know, things like that, military school for a summer. But uh, yeah, it was like, it just spoke to me because it yeah. wasn't something I wanted to be doing. I felt like the kids who were rebelling against it in the movie, you know? And it was just one of those things where you just like, man, they found that ground, 
got yeah. that family movie vibe. Uh, I think by the end of it, I was just like, man, I, you know what? I'm gonna go talk to my dad. What's your name? You know, like, what's, <laughs> are you? like where do you come from? Well, uh, as a kid who, like, you were in ROTC and you, so you're saying you're kind of being uh, pushed towards military and you didn't want that path, right? Is that I kind of feel like I didn't have a choice. I was like, if I go, if I do this, this is how I could pay for college, you know? Right, right. So that was um, like that whole thing, but I ended up working out another way. So I ended yeah. up not even doing military, but uh, so that was a waste. But all I learned how to do was shoot and, and stand, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned how to march. Well, uh, watching the movie and relating to the kids, did you like Major Payne as a character or were you appalled by him? <laughs> no, I actually thought he was great. He was just too yeah. funny. You know, it yeah. was just like, it was the guy who was like, you you want to take him as a joke, you yeah. know, but you can't because he's going to do something. Like, uh, I like the concept of a man who has no kind of, no inner understanding of his own emotions. Yeah. He's a tool of war and he's happy with that. <laughs> You know, yeah. So him trying to develop, like when the kid comes up and hugs him, and he's just like, ah, "What's oh. your angle?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah," grabs him and chokes him. He's like, "What are you doing? What are you going with that?" Like, that's I understand that even as an adult. You know, yeah. When people, I'm say, I hang around comics, and some yeah. of them are huggy, real yeah. huggy people. I don't come from a huggy uh -huh. background, so like people hug me, and I'm like, "What are you doing? What is that about? What is that for? You know, what do you want what? out of me?" Even even when you hang around comics, sometimes sincerity is off putting in general. Like, yeah everyone's going not that i have any problem with sincerity but it, sometimes it is like sudden somebody's sincere for a second you're like whoa whoa was that what we're doing like it <laughs> i was like i thought i mean i would like to keep making jokes i don't want you to know who i am right right <laughs> what if i don't like me you know yeah yeah maybe that's why i do this whole thing is to yeah. cover cover no, up mine me. is the opposite i feel like i'm too great and i'm working on that sincerity helps me realize i'm just a person <laughs> i don't like how much it humbles me <laughs> <laughs> um i i do love i love uh pain's arc in the movie because he he does have an arc where he learns to like the kids and and you know show some level of affection but not yeah. in a way where there's a total you know a total transformation of his character he's still very much himself by the exactly. end exactly yeah he's himself he's just learned how to how to express through yeah. his own way, you know, which yeah. is a good way to go. Like, um, I mean, when he had the opportunity to go back to war, you know, that was a good scene. And he's sitting there imagining the life that he could have with the with the the teacher, uh, with yeah. her and uh, the, and the kids. Another Viet Cong comes. Up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that even in even in even in Serenity, he imagines a scenario where he has to kill. You know, and that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. really stakes the guys show up to attack the barbecue. Well, th that brings me to like my two, of, probably my two favorite scenes in the movie, both involve the little kid, Tiger, um, where obviously that, that first one after when Tiger hugs him is because he's saying that there's something in his closet and he just goes and shoots holes in the closet, uh, <laughs> which is great. It's like that's Major Payne's idea of showing affection is <laughs> riddling like, his closet with holes. <laughs> and he's like, if he's still in there, he ain't happy. Yeah, 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 that's a, that's a great. It made him feel better. Yeah, uh, the one for me is when he's reading the bedtime story. Yeah, that's the other one I was gonna say. The, that's, the little engine that's that could. Fantastic. Yeah, like, you ain't got no legs. <laughs> Probably coming for you. Like, it just <laughs> like, devolves. It devolves into this PTSD. Yeah. Like, rants. Yeah. Wham. 
I see what you did to my friend. That's just, <laughs> that to me is just beautiful. I don't know. Even when I, I watched that movie with my kid, you know? Yeah. The show where it was just like, see if it holds up. And she was dying laughing. I was like, good. Oh, good. Comedy is timeless. If it's good comedy, it's forever, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that also adds what I think is that kind of edge to it that makes it kind of transcend just being a normal family movie. Because I think something that you could maybe compare this to would be maybe something like Heavyweights with Ben Stiller. Yeah. Yep. Um, but this movie does have that edge where it's like, oh, the main character is actually a a man with severe PTSD who has killed people. <laughs> like, <laughs> enjoyed it. And enjoyed, and enjoyed it. it. Who who <laughs> desperately who wanted to become a cop just so he could kill people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, you can't tell that movie slaps. You can't tell that story with slapstick now. You know, right, it right. Has be, it has to be a dark comedy like Paul Blart or uh, Observer Report. Observing Report. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's 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 like a it would be a more taxi driver esque take. Yeah. On the. Yeah. <laughs> We've really we've really stopped having slapstick after 9-11. Like we really like, <laughs> okay. Nothing's funny anymore. We should figure out why people are doing these things. That's, That's quite honestly the worst right. thing that Osama bin Laden took from us is our, really? our slapstick. Really? Really? No, yeah. <laughs> More than anything, I miss movies like The Pest, you know. <laughs> I say oh I, man. Tower short. Terrible, I, I, I did a double pest. feature. <laughs> I, I did a double feature with the past. I uh, um, it was two movies based on the most dangerous game. So the first one was Hard Target with Jean Claude Van Damme, yeah, uh, which was a hit. Everybody loved it. And then the past when we started the past, like the feeling of everybody. There was one guy who grew up with the past who was with us, so yeah. he loved it. And everyone else, you could just feel their souls leaving their bodies, just feeling like <laughs> John Leguizamo was just beating them to their knees. <laughs> Which is hilarious because John Leguizamo gets has gotten so much respect as an actor. Yes. Since then. Like not even comedic, just as a dramatic actor, just in general. And it's funny to go back and be like, this guy made one of the most offensive, <laughs> offensive cartoonish movies well, do that you think I loved as a kid. Do you think there is a link between just being a great comedic performer and being a great actor? Because I do. That does happen a lot. That happens with like Jim Carrey and Robin Williams and Adam Sandler and a lot of these guys who, you know, Eddie Murphy too, who started off doing very broad comedy and then yeah. ended up turning in like really good dramatic performances. Dream Girls and everything. Yeah. Like, um, I think that I think there is. I mean, like, <clears throat> a lot of comedy feels like a mask. Mm. You know. Trying to make people laugh through pain is kind of a masking trait. You know, yeah. we use laughter to hide tears or other things that we feel deeply or darkly about. And so if you can find a way to laugh at it, it becomes less serious and therefore more approachable to either find a solution or bear with it. You know, it's like it's just so the people who perform it the best are usually people who when they're not performing, you know, as we all know, the story of comics, most case scenarios, <laughs> it's sadder. You know, yeah. there's a lot of dr drama, like drama, <laughs> a lot of drama and yeah. just a lot of like um, emotional masking. So you are learning how to perform different feelings, you know, of what yeah. Patton Oswalt, his wife died and then he went on stage and told jokes about it. You know, like that's, yeah. you tell, you do, you do, we do those kind of things. So you kind of do get a good range of how to mask and which is what I think any good actor can do. They're just masking what they really are to be something else. And I've, so it doesn't shock me when comedic actors do 
make it in dramatic roles. You know, it doesn't shock me when Jonah Hill can be in the Wolf of Wall Street, even though he's a little yeah. comical there, you know. But yeah, that makes sense. And and I do think that uh, you know, not to talk too highly of of what we do and sound big headed, but 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 I, I do think we're uh, the last bastions of the truth, John. <laughs> We're modern philosophers. We're modern really. day philosophers. <laughs> um, but the, you know, to, please. That's what I say. <laughs> uh, to be funny, you do have to have you have to be tapped in to some extent with humanity. Like you have to understand yeah. what people relate to and what people's insecurities are and, and and things like that. Because I mean, it's one thing to say what you think, but it's another thing to say it, say what comes in your head and other people connect with it, you know? Yeah. So have it be received, you know? Yes. Cause you'll see people, one of my favorite things in comedy is watching new people be like, I believe this. And then they go up and just say it. And the crowd's like, what the hell is wrong? <laughs> yeah. The crowd's why? like, I think that's just a you thing. <laughs> yeah. Why would you ever say that? It's like, and they have this look on like, we all do it. And it's just like, <laughs> you just watch them struggle with that and then eventually figure out how to say it in a way that people can relate to you know that's when you start getting into analogies and, and metaphors and different ways to present the joke I, one of my favorite things i think comedy should take the darkest things and make them funny you know mm. just because like um if we take our happiest experiences which is what we gravitate to as yeah. people we try to gravitate to a happier experience. If we take those out of it, most of everything else is pretty dark, you know? Yeah. So finding a way to laugh at it and be okay with the existential things and, and, and the tragedies we face and everything is something I value. So I go like, I make bits about mass shooting and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And my, one of my things about that is like, I know how dark and messed up that is. I'm not a monster. Right. But if we're not going to do anything about it, let's make it a sport by state. You know, like that's kind of like right. <laughs> make the news more of an ESPN sportscast. Like it's just I want to play with that and get into a place where I can make people realize how ridiculous it is. You know, yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's messed up. Why isn't anything done about it? And if it's not going to be done, right. if we're going to be this comically avoidant of actually doing anything about it, it's hilarious how much we could look the other way on it. Yeah, it's, it's like what Roy Wood Jr., who just did the correspondence dinner, when he did that joke about, um, you know, drag queens aren't going to hurt your children in school. They're probably going to get shot first. And then everybody groaned and then he and they booed him. And he was just like, don't boo, pass legislation. Like, yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's like, like that to me is just like it's it's great to me. Like it's because yeah. I was like, your outrage is phony, you know, <laughs> right better then we would have something better done like it's yeah. just so i like to do that i like that i like that mirror but i want to make sure you laugh at the end so that you can go like right. yeah okay fine you're right yeah you know like yeah, okay sure yeah. well I, i'm also a believer that the great dark humor is rooted in empathy it comes from an understanding that the thing you're joking about is sad and it is dark and so you're coming from the same under like it's not coming from being uh callous right most yeah. dark humor isn't you saying oh this isn't serious it's you saying this is serious and i'm going to take on the herculean task of trying to make something funny out of it you know yeah. and and we can both try to cope with this Be and, happy. yeah yeah <laughs> and, and i mean speaking of which like uh major pain does obviously we mentioned the ptsd and then yeah the, the character tiger has a tragic past both of his parents died and 
Um, there's, uh, you know, the main, I forget his name, but the older kid who's, who's got an asshole drunken dad, you know, stepdad. And yeah. They're willing to be very bold faced about kind of the reality of how these people's lives are going and still find the humor and the humanity in that, you know? Yeah. Um, it's quite, it's surprisingly mature for a silly, a silly comedy for families, you know? Especially one from the 90s, you know? Yeah. That's what it's like. Sometimes the 90s are surprising because a lot of things in the 90s don't hold up just because of the way morals have changed, you know? The, the past. Morals, societal views, exactly. So, it's just like you go back and you watch something. You're like, okay, this is all right still, you know. Yeah. They may not be great with deaf people, <laughs> <laughs> or blind people. <laughs> they may have a few moments there, but I was like, that's light compared to like you know white chicks or, or <laughs> like a few other yeah. things. It's light compared to like you know uh, the pest, which yeah, in the first ten minutes has a. I think you were racist to Asians, black people. Like you get everybody. <laughs> like the first 10 minutes and I'm sitting there as a kid watching it like this is one of the best films of all time. How do you guys not, how do you guys yeah. not think this is art? That's why I, so I would have been sitting there watching it with a modern crowd of people who never grew up with it like you were and just dying laughing knowing to myself, you know, because when you, when you come up through those things, it feels like they were normal for a time. They were normal for a time. Right. Right. And so you have to grow out of that and change. But somebody who's never had to change, they had, they got it from the jump. This is the message in the world that they got from the beginning. Watching yeah. them experience it is just, it's just like, how, how did you guys laugh at Ace Ventura? You know, it's like, right, right. And it's just like, oh, you wouldn't understand. You had to be well, there. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it wasn't even that long ago, really, that things were so, so different. Like I think about, you know, when I was, uh, growing up like 2007, 2008, you could take a transcript of the things my friends and I said, hanging out in the cul-de-sac just casually. Yeah. And that would, that would ruin my entire career today. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, I'm glad I didn't tweet, you know, I'm just, yes. <laughs> I, I remember a funny story when, when I, uh, so I made my Twitter account before I was 18. I was probably, I was a younger kid. And I remember, um, one day, this was like a year or two ago, they asked me to verify my age. So I put in my birthday and then it tells me, you're now blocked out of your account because we found out that you made your account before you were 18. And I was, I kind of panicked. I was like, oh, I guess I'm off Twitter. And then they offered me a deal. They said, you can go back into Twitter, but we will have to delete every tweet you made before you were 18. And I was like, thank God, please. <laughs> I was like, that's, you're doing <laughs> oh, me a favor. No, that would be awful. <laughs> Right, right. You're just saving me the work. <laughs> it would be a shame if all of my gay, Asian, and, and friends <laughs> hear who I was before yeah. I knew that they were people. You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't really... think of them as less of such, but I didn't think of them as people who had a problem with it because the whole world was doing it. You know, I'd really so. hate for a repertoire of me using the R word repeatedly. It was <laughs> wait, know, we can't use there. the R word anymore. <laughs> I think it, it depends on who you ask. It um, starts today. It starts today. today to change. Right now. Right now. I was luckily you got me before the end of this podcast. <laughs> who knows? There's a lot of moments I could say that about the the major pain movie. Yeah, yeah. That's but like, um, yeah, you're you're right. It does handle a lot of things, but like, it takes a moment where you're just like, that's a real thing. You know, yeah. and then the next thing you know, he's got a bunch of kids shaved bald, buried in the dirt, and he's watering yeah. them with plants. And you're just like, yeah. And that's that's the joy of comedy in the first place, being able to transition from here's a real thing, goofy. You know, like here's a yeah. real thing, 
funny. It's just, I don't know. I think that's the best comedy still. I will Although, say there's there's one part of this movie that kind of made my jaw drop, uh, and that's when because there's a series of points in like the first act when the kids are trying to find a way to get rid of Major Pain, and one of their plans they decide <laughs> they they dress up one of the kids in a dress, yeah, and they get him to lay in bed with Pain while he's sleeping and take <laughs> pictures of him, like I guess. They don't explicitly say it, but the assumption is they're trying to claim that Payne is a pedophile to yeah. just try to kick him out of the school, which as one little joke inside of a greater movie is actually insane. That's something that yeah. I could yeah. never see in a PG-13 a- comedy. <laughs> <laughs> not now. No. Yeah. Not not in liberal America. But right, not, not in Biden's America. Yeah, say in my America. <laughs> In my America, we have pedophile jokes in every goddamn movie. Every film, all right? The Revenant, (laughs) 90%. 90% pedophile jokes, 10% bear attack, okay? (laughs) It'd be a way better film. But yeah, yeah, that scene is ridiculous. It's especially ridiculous because he's he's wearing the dress, he's bald, and he has on combat boots. And (laughs) (laughs) he's just laying in bed next to him, and they try to take the pictures. And you know what? Honestly, as ridiculous as that is for a scene, I see how a bunch of kids with societal issues yeah. think that would be a solution to their problem. You know, yeah. and to be honest, they would be right. Yeah. They would be, you know, that's the one thing that for all of time, almost, for the most yeah. part, we've we've not tolerated since like yeah. the 1800s. No. <laughs> <laughs> when, whenever you should be, but long ago enough, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And honestly, like when you think about it, his punishment of making them run around in dresses afterwards is pretty tame considering what they were trying to do to him. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I do like, I love the, uh, you know, it's, it's childish and it's kind of old. It's, it's a classic fart joke when they, when they try to give him the laxatives. Uh, yeah. Um, which probably has maybe my single favorite Damon Wayans moment in the whole movie when he opens the can by <laughs> just pressing his finger into it and going kill like as he opens it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that he said kill. Yeah, yeah. And then that <laughs> pops it open, then just yeah. leans over and the kid falls. The kid he just passes dies. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good, it's a good cast of kids. They're all like, uh, they all kind of have their own distinctive qualities. Yep. Uh, some of them are definitely much more, um, uh, you know, developed than other ones in terms of their characterization. It's mostly like Tiger and the older kid that really get the most development, but yeah. everyone, everyone still it's has their moment, own things, you know, especially yeah. during like the, the end song, you know, the, the last performance at the yes. competition, uh, which uh, to this day, I can quote that word for word. And Can you really? like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to, <laughs> but word for word, like, I, I, I love that scene. You love the moment. Everybody gets their little thing. They'd have been trying to do the whole movie, you know, yeah. learning how to flip the guns, uh, <laughs> tiger doing Michael Jackson in the middle of a military performance. Yes. <laughs> it's all just fantastic. And yeah. And it's, it's a great it's, culmination. It's satisfying in all the simple movie ways. Like I did love the moment when uh, just like a simple movie moment of like, like a crowd pleasing moment is when um, uh, 
the older kid's dad shows up who's another great character actor michael ironside who's uh yeah he's in like total recall and uh and starship troopers and stuff like that uh but yeah he's like the drunken you know deadbeat stepdad and pain comes in and stops him from abusing him and then ends up just kind of like humiliating him and making him leave and then that moment where the older kid's like you know he's just like i want to get that trophy sir and everyone else is like they're like yes we want it and then they yeah. salute each other and then we cut to the uh the training montage with respect by aretha franklin yeah like, <laughs> it's a great moment that's like it makes you want to pump your fists and cheer you know and so yeah exactly so when he hurts his leg and he's just like he's like damn are they gonna lose you know the, the all is lost moment of every movie and yes. um and you know you get tiger out there and he's just sitting there and he's doing the train from the, the story yeah. <laughs> the ptsd story <laughs> and that's something that's something kind of a yeah yeah the choo i love him bringing back the choo-choo like him doing that <laughs> as a sign to uh and uh i i it is sort of a carryover from the 80s that sort of like misfit team stepping up to be yeah the goonies the fucking yeah. ragtag group like it's always yeah even like like revenge of the nerds or you know movies like that still kind of end with a big yeah. competition scene where you know everybody slot. comes together now yeah even like uh obvious for obvious reasons this movie kind of recalled like stripes for me i thought about that a little bit too. yeah that's a yeah yeah that yeah with bill murray yeah yeah so police academy all of those movies really when everybody yeah. comes together towards the end for like some grand event where you know it's a ragtag group of people that make no sense they don't really work well together they're all you know it's always a good story it works for every sports movie you know, yeah, it worked for uh, let's say, remember the Titans, it's gonna say yeah. attack on Titans, but uh, <laughs> remember the Titans. Uh, let me say, I mean, this is the con this it works all the time because it's yeah. the concept that we want as people, I think, where it's just like we're all ragtag, like group societal groups, yeah. and what we want is to figure out a way where we all kind of get along and we figure out how to beat the game, you know, yeah, which is whatever it is capitalism i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah <laughs> um but uh i i do i i'm wondering because because obviously this was such a common type of film that came out in the 90s in terms of comedies was a let's take a let's take a comedian and we'll just give him a vehicle to kind of show everything they got you know yeah um in a way that was the mask for jim carrey or ace ventura for jim carrey right um and sometimes it worked out sometimes you'd have like dirty work with norm mcdonald and nobody Which i still love i fucking adore dirty work <laughs> I, still I do love. it's a fantastic movie people didn't get it at the time that's what i always say um, that's what norm mcdonald was his whole career yes people just didn't get him at the time we were we were late to the party uh, with him <laughs> Um, we didn't know what we had, but, uh, with this movie, yeah, it is. I mean, it is a Damon Wayans vehicle and it's, uh, it, like, it's not, you know, it's not directed with like particular flair. It's by a guy, um, Nick Castle's the director. He's, he actually was, he's the first actor to play Michael Myers in the original Halloween. Uh, nice. he's, the, he's the guy playing Michael Myers. And then I know he co-wrote, uh, Escape from New York with John Carpenter, and he also mm -hmm. he, dire he directed The Last Starfighter. If you ever saw that movie, I did see The Last Starfighter and Escape from New York and Escape from LA, which we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> we right, but, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I had no idea that the, the Michael Myers was a director. 
So yeah, yeah, I, I met him one time at a convention. Um, uh, he's a very nice guy, and I wanted to specifically talk to him as a director because I figured everyone there was having him assign Michael Myers stuff because he was the guy behind the mask. But I wanted to be like, oh, I love the last Starfighter. Like, try to, you know, uh, be the one guy who would say that. <laughs> um, but uh, that's not probably he, about Starship Troopers, so I get that concept. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot but, of people didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the movie is, but the movie is like competently made. It's 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 shot in a way that's very like the whole world is very normal, and the one sort of oddball thing is Damon Wayans. Like yep. he's sort of the the chaos that comes into he's a the nonsense in this yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does have a co-writing credit. I'm wondering, like, how much of this do you think is him? How much of the character of Pain do you think is created by him? I almost feel like the character of Pain to me has to be majorly him. Yeah. Just because of his style of comedy his whole career. Like, it's just, it seems so him. Yeah. That I was feel like he he wrote most of it or at least had a say in most of how something went, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if he did a lot of improv you know, because I know that wasn't as big in the 90s as it is now. Yeah. But, like, I feel like he at least had control over what they wrote. There's just no way that, you know, like, except uh, the water on my knee will quench your thirst. That feels like something <laughs> Damon Wayans would say you know um one moment when he's listing all the little people that have uh, like that have succeeded he's like little red riding hood little engine that could spike lee uh i think that was probably <laughs> i think that was probably him <laughs> <laughs> god man see now i don't want to watch it again yeah, I, also, I think the gold tooth was probably his idea too that was something i was thinking like i feel like like yeah, the, him the going, big oh. smile yeah, this character needs the, a little too. <laughs> the date scene where he does the oh, dance, you know, the, the dance. That is all great. That is all yeah. just that's all like a, that's a scene I still see on TikTok. People really? put new songs over it and make it a joke, you know. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's we, just we had that long before the Wednesday dance, <laughs> you know. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> um, well it's been a good podcast with you I'm <laughs> i've never seen wednesday i'm just uh my me either i've just seen but i've seen the dance six yeah, trillion times. too many times um do i uh, uh what do you think about that uh, uh romantic subplot in the movie i thought it was as good as any other one back then you know yeah it seems pretty basic it's just like here's a woman <laughs> to care about and then you know yeah. her motivations and everything aren't really fleshed out but she's very paternal yeah very maternal like this looks like um she cares about all the kids she's teaching them that their feelings matter you know and he's just like no <laughs> only discipline matters <laughs> you know which is like the good mom dad dynamic yeah you know mom is just like your feelings and dad's just like mm. <laughs> how about you just do what i say because i said it and now she, I, I like that setup yeah she I makes like a good uh, angel on his shoulder yeah about the movie um and I mean, yeah, it's like 90s comedies, even comedies to this day, always have a romantic romantic subplot that feels unrealistic. Like you might be like, oh, how did she fall for major pain? But it's like, dude, in, in Ace Ventura, Courtney Cox falls for him, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> I like I like that that's possible because it gives me hope. It gave me hope for my whole life. Yeah. And now yeah. I hate women. And so I'm <laughs> my life didn't go like major pain. <laughs> Why didn't they say that that wasn't right or real? 
I love that the, like, uh, the, the incel origin story is yeah. growing up watching. Now I just, uh, I just get really good at Call of Duty, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, uh, I was also surprised uh, when he has to break out martial arts uh, in some fleeting moments in this movie. He's good. Like, I... I don't know how much of it was a was a double, but like I'm gonna the, take my left foot and put it across your right cheek. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a great scene. Yeah, um, yeah, it, that Billy Jack bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Billy Jack. That's something that nobody would understand today. No, <laughs> I mean, no, no, because as as obscure as Major Pain is, Billy Jack has got to be ten times. <laughs> I remember trying to explain Billy Jack. To somebody recently i was like in a way i think billy jack is like the the precursor to like steven seagal where he was like uh <laughs> you know he, he's the guy yeah. who does martial arts but he's got lessons about humanity or like chuck norris on walker chuck norris was another one i was thinking of yeah <laughs> i say those guys here just like i don't know if they know any real kung fu and it doesn't necessarily <laughs> look like they do in the movie either like they don't like it doesn't, they, like Every Steven Seagal movie I've ever seen, which I've seen a lot, I was really big into like a uh, Time to Kill. Oh yeah, I was always I love, looking uh, for like out for, out for Justice is my favorite. Out for Justice, that's another yeah. good one. Yeah. I was always out for like somebody to the lethal weapon, all of those. I was always out for somebody to come and kill something I cared about, so I can go on a vengeance quest. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I want a wife crazy. so she can. I want to get yeah. a wife so she can die. <laughs> Every lethal weapon is just like the girl I loved in the last movie dead. <laughs> here we go dude, dude. and now I, i'll never be the same <laughs> i gotta get revenge one last time i'm grieving like i think it's the second one because because uh mel gibson's wife is dead at the beginning of the first one and then the second yep. one he meets a new woman and then she dies and it's like oh i'm grieving even harder now like, <laughs> <laughs> which means more explosions more <laughs> and it's like only getting older and now i'm too old for this shit and then <laughs> going no, I'm yeah, really too old for this shit. Uh, no, seriously. Um, <laughs> That's the new one. Like, no, seriously, my bad. No, seriously. Yeah, yeah. They're supposedly making a Lethal Weapon 5, which is hilarious considering that Danny Glover was also always playing 10 years older than he was. Like, yeah. so that means that means Mar uh, that Murtaugh has to be like 95 in the, in the new movie. <laughs> <laughs> Murtaugh's just in the whole film, he has an iron lung that he has to look <laughs> carrying it along yeah yeah um but <laughs> but there is a do you think there's a there there is has always been sort of a, a an effort on if you look at somebody like chuck norris or a movie like this there's it's trying to find a marriage between you know violence or at least you know, not necessarily violence, but the preparation for violence, yeah. uh, discipline and, and and martial arts and weapons or whatever, a, a marriage between that and having like good values as a, as a boy yeah. or a man. Uh, d is that something that you connected to growing up? I believe in that heavily. Like um, I grew up in Detroit and like, I, yeah. like I always tell people Detroit, Detroit, not like Farmington Hills or, right. you know, you know not, so it's just like, not, <laughs> Shelby Township. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you like be prepared for war because it's all around all the time. And mm. but doesn't mean you have to go around being an active war, you know? You can't like you can't wait, you can't be trigger happy as far as fighting and all that. But be prepared for it. And I think that builds up better people. I think in general that builds better people. Like it's just 
there's pacifism, which is just like, I've never been prepared for war, but I also know that war isn't necessary and it shouldn't be, which is a good value to have. But no, like if somebody else doesn't have it and they come through, they wipe through your town and now they're, yeah. they're, they're the storytellers, you know? So be prepared for war, but be a good person so that you don't yeah. have to use it, you know? Try to talk it out first. But if not, then, you know, guess war is the answer. I think that's always been what was good about military, good about sports, good about any of that, that it gives you a moral something, you know, yeah. um, but along with the ability to take it there if you got to, which is something that was big in my family in the first place, you know, like don't go out starting no fights, but always finish one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. Um, it, it's a recurring thing. And it's even a thing in this movie in the two sort of major fights that he has where, uh, one with the biker and one with the 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 stepdad later on. The oh, yeah, villain, yeah. the villain is the guy who instigates the violence. Yeah, but the hero still kicks his ass. Like there's a clear dichotomy here of like the be- like both of them are violent men, but one of them is violent by choice, and the other one is violent as a means of of survival. You know, yeah, and and that that'll also like if you were to watch like Chuck Norris as a kid or something, that was always the case. Like. Ranger, you know, Cordell Walker was never just beating up guys to prove how tough no. he was. It was always, <laughs> yeah. it, it was always left a means. Me no of, choice. Right, right. David he Carradine would... would have never allowed that. He was a peaceful man. <laughs> His biggest enemy was a belt, you know. But like, <laughs> but like, uh, say, yeah, you got the those old. It was probably something I loved about the old kung fu movies too. They're sitting there meditating. It yeah, was just like no, no violence isn't necessary. But I am ready for violence, you know. Except and for the, Bruce Lee. I love Bruce Lee just because he was just, he was kind of a bully. But Bruce Lee was a bully. <laughs> Bruce Lee was a bully. I was thinking about the, yeah. the, the scene the scene in Enter the Dragon where he, that famous fight scene where he like, he'll knock out a few guys and then he grabs one guy who was Jackie Chan at the time. He was unknown Jackie Chan. Grabs yeah. him by the hair and then just snaps his neck just because he can. Yep. <laughs> just, yep. I'm going to snap this one's neck. Uh, even, but even in real life, they said that he would go to school yeah leave and then go to like the wing chun school with Ip man or whatever yeah. and then we go to school and start fights to test it yeah they just go out he's like i just got to test it so i'm start a fight nobody's teaching me enough well, and so and- like you know movie sets like <laughs> i think it's enter the dragon or the last say i think it's enter the dragon and um he doesn't get along with the guy he has the big scene with where he does the one punch the one inch punch yes and he kicks the guy and that's a real kick because the guy and him didn't get along. So he genuinely kicked the shit out of that guy, sent them flying. They put in this slow-mo and everything. The guy gets up to fight him and they all cut. And Bruce Lee's like, ah, uh, cut. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're an asshole to everybody. And I kind of like that about you. But yeah. it's not necessarily my personal belief, but I understand how a person you know, can get there. I mean, yeah, I think it all has to do with your journey, right? So, like, I mean, Bruce Lee was a guy who, you know, he's a little guy uh came to the u.s to do when he started doing the green hornet right before he ever did a movie and i assume he was probably met with a lot of adversity and it constantly had this feeling of needing to prove himself so the reason he would pesci disease right right and so he would probably yeah exactly the pesci disease where he would probably like he was known for like tagging stuntmen a lot and stuff like that probably just because yeah he did want to assert himself and prove that he could kick their ass and then (laughs) a guy like a guy like chuck norris probably nobody Nobody probably, you know, really t- 
targeted him that much. He's a white guy from Texas. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I think he, so he's able to have a different outlook of like, no, we're only, you know, we're mostly, we're benevolent. We only use this when we need to, you know? Yeah. Which I, it which is, and it sucks to identify more with Chuck Norris than Bruce Lee. <laughs> but like, I understand yeah. that, you know, it was like, be able to kick their ass, but don't do it unless you have to, like, don't be right. the guy looking for a fight. Cause then you're just, you're just violent, you know? Right. For anybody at home currently looking up Chuck Norris's political views, this is the only thing we agree with him on. <laughs> no, no, no. What are the views first? I was <laughs> <laughs> no, they um, shouldn't be allowed to vote, I say. <laughs> um, yeah, man. But uh, I, I, I think that's great. And it, it is... Uh, it is a it is a goofy comedy that does you know I can see this being a great I'm, it's cool that you showed it to your kid like it's uh, it is a good movie I think for a kid to watch and laugh at what's you know unambiguously silly about it and enjoying Gillian yeah. Wayne's performance but but it's also rooted in like a pretty good you know moral point of view too, which is something I feel like. <sighs> back then was was not necessarily yeah. i wouldn't say rare but uncommon you know like it's just right it's, it's like, like what's... there's just a story for story's sake and then it's just like well we have we have a lesson you know yeah. it's like you learn a little something at the end whether you take it or not you have fun you know so it's right. like <laughs> like what's the moral takeaway from the past you know <laughs> always look out for your best friends Oh, there you go. <laughs> and he's just like, when, when they get in the car and he's like, we're going to take your best friend. He's like, all right, it's Ninja. And he's just like, <laughs> the Aries Spears speaks up and he's like, I, I thought Aries I was Spears. your best friend. And he's just like, you are. That's why I picked Ninja. <laughs> they kidnapped this, the other guy. Yeah. Like, I, that's, that's how I feel. And a room yeah. full of friends, if somebody was coming to kidnap and I couldn't have, I couldn't do anything about it. And he told me to pick one. I'd be like, hey, bro, you know, it's always going to be us. <laughs> it's going to be us. Do you, um, so as a comic, do you ever, do you ever see yourself acting and kind of like creating a character? Is that ever any, or I don't know if it's anything you've oh, done at this point. Or, yeah, no. I've actually started playing a lot with sketch. I actually plan to start getting a lot more into that. Oh, like, cool. um, I've always had an interest in it. Um, if, if more than anything, I love stand up, and I feel like, I'm, like I've never been really too worried about being in front of the camera or behind it when it comes to things. But like, I really like writing a lot too. I used to love writing. I actually used to write sketches and, and scripts for practice yeah. just because I was really, I was like, if stand-up is an avenue, because stand-up is a poor career until it's, yeah. until it's not, you know, until you, until you hit a certain point, which is so far away. And I was like, if I could get into just making money writing, I would love that. So I was like, I was making that. And then I started writing sketches. And then I was like, well, I can do this if nobody else can do it with me. You know, like it's, I, I'm really big in the concept of it. I think it's not, especially comedically, I'm not saying that it's not difficult, but I don't think it's that hard to be funny, you know? So yeah. it's like, I actually have a big interest in uh, acting, or at least in the sense of comedically. I don't know about dramatically. My life's dramatic yeah. enough. I would like to get escape that. <laughs> well, I mean, it is interesting that I always say like, like obviously stand, I love stand-up comedy and I can rattle off a hundred stand-up comics that I worship and I think are, you know, I'd be starstruck if I met them. But like in the general public, there are very few stand-up comedians that are huge stars just for that, you know? Like, we know Eddie and Martin as as movie stars, you know? Uh, even, like, Kevin Hart, like, I he was a stand-up a long time, but then, 
it wasn't until like think like a man and stuff like that that I think the general yeah, public and even you know, even with that like the stand up that was the greatest was the first two you know then right. after that like those genuinely made me laugh pretty hard and then everything after that was kind of like you could tell he was gravitating more towards the film you know because yeah. that's where he kind of shined the most for himself but like um yeah even Dave Chappelle Dave Chappelle's Chappelle, yeah. show the Chappelle, Chappelle show, show was yeah. really with catapulted not yeah. the stand up we went back and watched the stand up and went wow this is incredible yeah you know but like if most people got to Dave Chappelle from the Chappelle show we always comedy is not stand up on its own is always just like a a boat across the river you know right it's it's to a sitcom or a movie yeah like even like yeah george lopez or tim allen or like these guys we know them from their shows like i don't even seinfeld you know like these guys that uh if they only did stand up would we i'm sure plenty of people would still revere them but would we still would they be in the public consciousness you know the way that they are and so you know it's like I, there's exceptions like i'd say like john mulaney probably guys like him are kind of still just or george carlin or you know <laughs> but the thing like mulaney is mulaney's a writer though so it's like it's right gets, yeah he still gets a ton of money doing that behind yeah. the scenes you know like it's not just and his specials come out what every half a, half a decade yeah you know yeah yeah so yeah. in between that he's writing a ton he's doing all of that stuff so it's like you, you get that from a lot of guys it's like there's it's just a vehicle to one avenue or another but yeah. I love that, that it could take you so many places, you know? So if, if tomorrow somebody was like, Dev, we're making a film uh, and I want you to star in it. And you're like, like assuming you were offered your major pain where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're the main character and I want you to be able to kind of create a character here. Would you jump at that or would you kind of be leery about it? No, I'd be into it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not opposed to turning down opportunities in general. Yeah. If it's something I've never done, I'm going to do it then. You know, <laughs> like it's the same yeah. way I feel. I felt about stand up in the first place when I was just like, I've never done it. It looks scary, but I'm going, I'm doing fine. You know, I know yeah. I want to do it. I kind of think I can. So nice. yeah, I've, I feel I get an opportunity and that opportunity is <laughs> something <laughs> that can help in all of this. Then yeah, I'm going to take it almost every single time. Um, same thing with porn or uh, <laughs> I've really yeah. only thought about those two, but yeah. like, I feel like if stand I up and porn, stand up and porn. <laughs> See, stand up is just my way to try to get into porn. Yeah, see, I think that's good. I think I've always said this about you, Johnny. I can see it. I was like, Thank you. That man has one of the best porn profiles I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I've just been working on my reel lately. Major pain, triple X. Triple X parody. Um, I, uh, so let me read some of the, uh, I looked up some half star reviews on Letterboxd, as I always do. Um, and uh, some of these are funny. Uh, I think a lot of these come down to like, you know, people just watched this too late in life and they couldn't get into the the vibe, you know, they can yeah. get into the humor. Well, this is a half star review. Uh, Gridiron Gang, Gridiron Gang, except more cliched and even more unpleasant to watch. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen Gridiron Gang. I haven't. Uh, uh, this was, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Um uh it was back when the rock was still cool kind of oh okay now i remember yes yeah, yeah. yes the football the football rock movie. yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. this okay. one says god i hate the american military industrial complex but i also hate it for allowing this film to come into existence <laughs> what movie is that for this is for major pain <laughs> okay that's fair yeah. um another one uh a major pain to watch that's all it says um 
that would have been like a headline in the 90s. That would have been right. People would have been like, that's that, <laughs> uh, uh, how did they even write that? That that just came out of your brain. Right, right. Wow, you <laughs> like, showed them. Yeah, like fuck that. Crit- critic destroys <laughs> movie with facts and logic. Um, this one, this last one's kind of long, but I think it's I think we learn more about this person than we do the movie. Um uh, there's a one, maybe even two star movie in here, but then it was decided Damon Wayans would do that voice the entire time. Roger Ebert gave this three out of four stars, which I didn't know, actually. That's funny. Uh, this movie is so full of offensive jokes, it could never, it could truly never be made today. And for that, I am grateful. I've sometimes thought that bad horror movies are the worst movies, but I realized I was wrong. Bad comedies are even worse. I feel like I need to personally apologize to my wife for spending $4 to watch this. My summer project is ruining my marriage and making my infant daughter <laughs> puke all over everything. A friend just told me he likes this movie and I think it might be time for a friend breakup. That's it. <laughs> I think this guy's life is just falling apart. He's yeah, it's just falling right. apart. He's just like it's all. He's just sitting there with the. <laughs> it's the apocalypse now reference again. He's just holding the knife and he's just staring at a. <laughs> he's staring at a copy of a VHS of Major Pain and just like this movie is the devil. <laughs> Rubbing his head. <laughs> this guy's gonna track down uh, uh, Damon Wayans. And be like, do you know what you did to my life? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's his. It's his catcher in the rye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is there anything else you want to say about the movie before we wrap up? No, man, I say go watch it if you haven't already. Uh be offended, you know, make sure your family's <laughs> good. Apparently, you gotta really take care of that. Yeah. Um, before you see it. But as long as your family's good and you can trust it, uh go take a look, man. I think it's worth watching, even today. Yeah. Even today. I say yeah. One of my favorite movies. So not the I, best movie I've ever seen, just one of my favorites. Well, that's what this is all about. This is about favorites. And I think you learn much more about somebody when you learn their favorite movie as opposed to, you know, what they think the best is, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you doing this, man. And I appreciate you recommending this movie. I finally got to see it because it's always been one of those posters that was just haunted, you know, video stores and everything. And <laughs> I was always curious about, um, uh, do you have anything, uh, anything to plug, uh, anything coming up? Um, I say in Grand Rapids on May 12th, I'll be at Creston Brewery headlining. Um, let's say tickets are $10. So check that out on my page and follow me on any social media website at skinny fat dude one. Um, I wasn't the first, but I am the most important. And, uh, yeah, I say that'd be about it, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Thanks so much. We will do surf ninjas next time. That would be sick. I'd love to do the trilogy. (laughs) I'll bring, I'll get a game gear again and just bring it in. (laughs) I can enjoy it.